Good evening and welcome to the Lost Lake Farmer Podcast. It is the last day of January this 2022. And I am, once again, feeding cows while I speak to you. Today was a good day. Today was a day of... Doing ordinary, normal things that I should be doing. The alarm went off at 6, and I got up, and I got a drink of water, and I went up and down the basement stairs three times, which I know is nothing impressive, but what I told myself I would do to get into the routine of doing some exercise, and I did it, so, so there, and I did, I don't know, five minutes of yoga, and five minutes of breathing exercises, I took my medicines, made my coffee, and I had breakfast, Went out, milked cows, fed pigs, and I did some cow feeding, and I went in, and I had lunch, and then I went out to the cheesery, and Ben and I did three and a half hours of good, thorough cheesery cleaning scrubbing tables and floors and a bunch of cheese molds. I put the Berto cheeses into their plastic tubs to go in the aging room because they were done being on the draining table. And I took my experimental cheeses out of the press and put them in the aging room. They look good. They're already getting a little bit of white mold, actually. Even in the molds. In the press. And... Well, so I think this might have... Yeah, last night... I didn't share this. Well, because it was after. I recorded because I ate supper after. Last night, but... Renee cut into some different experimental cheeses, some of my experimental blues that I had made in September. One batch that I didn't pierce, so it was it's like a kind of like a blue rinded cheddar. Just really good. And then another one that's a little bit like a Stilton style. I want to call it the Fighting Gerhild, after a Moscow Gerhild. Renee isn't so sure. But I guess we'll see. And, but, at any rate, she was using those, there wasn't very much. 
of either of those. And she was packaging up a special order and used all of them for that. But she saved a little bit for me to sample. And I was highly pleased, especially with the blue. It's kind of a Stilton style. Um, but it's a little, a little bit fuller, a bit drier, but it seems like possibly if it would age longer, it might develop more and get stronger and, and actually creamier because that's what happens with moldy cheeses that they actually, they can soften with time. Um, but, so this is aged now five months, and it is of the, um, sort of longer age, stronger blue experiments I've done. I've had a few hits, a lot of misses, but this is almost exactly what I want it to be. It was a touch high on the salt. So I just need to go back and look at my notes, and then I need to see if it's repeatable. And if I can get that same result multiple times, and other people also seem to like it, then we can look at making full batches of it, aging some longer, because we'll have more of it, and assigning it a, an actual name. So that is really exciting for me. Um, uh, so not from today, but within the last 24 hours. Excuse me, I need to put some hair in there. Need a big help. Um, let's see, so after cleaning, then I went inside, and supper was almost ready, so I wrote an email and looked at my uh, genomic results that I finally got back, that I sent away hair samples for genomic testing on this pull cast that we're gonna sell and on several of our cows. Finally got a result back. So I did the dairy proteins or milk proteins uh, genomic test. Um, and um, so it's testing for um, the A2A2 beta casein, which I have been selecting exclusively bulls that have the A2A2 genotype, but I didn't, I have, up till now, I have not done any genotyping of cows, so I didn't really know what I was starting with. Um, and um, so the, that genotype there, I'm, it's, it's possible, some people have heard of it either at, from the dairy farmer side or 
or I've seen it in the grocery store. There, there are some brands of milk that are now being marketed as A2 milk. So that means that they're, they've tested all of the cows in their herd and they're all the genotype A2, A2, um, which means then that the protein, they, the protein in their milk is the A2 type and which is supposed to be more easily digestible by humans and some people who thought they were lactose intolerant really were just allergic to the A1 beta casein type. Um, so, and the A1, as I understand it, A1 is a, is dominant. So, if if the genotype is A1, A2, they're considered, I think they're considered an A2 carrier, but their milk is A1. So, um, and obviously A1, A1 is A1 milk. Um, and, yeah, so... So we still don't have 100% A2A2 within our cow herd, um, but we had quite a few, and I didn't, I, so I tested 12. Uh, some of them have Erdison. And so I tried to, and some of them older cows. So I was trying to kind of get a representative from, from each female line, so I can at least get an idea of the different families so i i tested well i tested that calf because the buyers the potential buyers want to know for sure that he is a 2a2 because they are selling a2 milk um so obviously the herd sire needs to be a a2 a2 um and he was a2 a2 so that sale can go forward, but his great-great-grandmother, Gunhild, who has the most progeny in our herd, had the genotype A1-A2. So that means since, well, that means to, to really know, I would have to test every single G-cow to know what their genotype is. If she were A2A2, since I've used only A2A2 bulls, um, I could know for sure. But since he's heterozygous, um, we don't really know, but since I'm not marketing it as A2 milk or A2 cheese, it's not that important to me at this point. I'm just going to continue to select bulls that are A2A2 in case we do decide to go down that route in the future so that the gene frequency of that genotype continues to increase in our herd and then if we needed to we could test every cow and hopefully then we wouldn't have to do a lot of culling to be at a point of being all a2 a2 there are a couple surprising ones um like um, I had thought that Brown Swiss was one of the 
uh, breeds that had a higher frequency of A2A2 in it. Um, but the, let's see, other than Gunhild, the two A1 cows were brown Swiss. So Tika, our current top producer, was A1A1. Um, and Estella was A1A2. And so her calf Esna, um, I guess we would have to test to know. Okay, she would have a 50. There's no way she's A1A1 because her sire was A2A2. And her dam, Stella, is A1A2. So that means she has a 50% chance of being A1A2. 50% chance of being A2A2. So if we really wanted to know, we'd have to test her. Um, yeah, so that was the A1 trait. Um, and then the next one that is important to me as a cheesemaker is the BB Capacazine trait, um, which I've also been selecting all bulls that are BB genotype, um, which is um, it's a non-whey protein and it helps with improved coagulation time and improved cheese yields. I'm not sure mechanistically how but that's what they say about that genotype, genotype. Um, and I, let's see, I didn't memorize. We had a lot of BBs, but a few ABs. Um, but I don't remember, I don't remember who. Most of the heifers I tested were A2A2 and BB. There were a couple exceptions, though. The, uh, I think Gamila, a Gunhill daughter, was A2, she was A2A2, but AB on the Capacazine. Um, don't remember what Gunhild was on the Capacazine. But Tika, Tika was not only A1A1, she was also on the beta casing, she was AA on the kappa casing, which that's again a, a genotype that's supposed to have a higher frequency in the brownstone breed is what I thought I'd heard. Um, so, I don't know. Um, I'm, I'm not ready at this point to be selecting just on, based on protein genotypes. Uh, I'm not at that point with our herd. I am still, uh, we're, I'm not at the the point where I, I feel like 
we have enough that, that I'm not satisfied enough with what we have as, as our gene pool as far as health and productivity traits. So I'm still going to, it's not going to affect my uh, selection at this point, but it could in the future. So I will I store this data away and um, keep it in mind and continue to select bulls with the same genotypes. There were two other things they they reported. Another one was a, another type of beta casein, which there's similarly in uh, the kappa casein, there's an AA, an AB, and a PB, um, and it has something to do with cheese yields as well. Um, and um, we had a lot of AAs and, and ABs. I don't think we had any BBs in that beta casein. And then, the, and, and, but that, that gene is not information that has been available in the fire AI catalogs that I've seen. So I haven't been selecting for it. The first time I heard about it was one, the first time we got one of these genomic results. So, um, I don't know if it's, Really that important, but again, information to be stored away and interesting. Um, and then the the fourth one was uh, beta lactoglobulin, which is a whey protein based in the description. Again, I know nothing about it other than what they said in this report. In the description, they say it's important for um, cheese yield. And similarly to the kappa casein and the beta casein, the BB type is the most desirable for cheese yield, for good cheese yields. And the AA is the least desirable. And similarly to the beta casein, we had a lot of AAs and a lot of ABs. A lot of AAs and ABs, no BBs. Um, I don't remember who was what. But since I've never heard of it before, I'm not going to put a lot of weight on it. But I guess that, you know, those, these types of things could be, you know, in the future, these could be the type, types of things that I could lean on as tiebreakers. If they're, if I need one more thing to help me in a decision. So, um... Yeah, I looked at that, and I sent an email to the potential buyer, who is a longtime family friend, and they have a farm out in western Nebraska near Scottsbluff, um, and they're doing a lot of things, mostly vegetables and vegetable seed production, but they also have a herd of, of dual-purpose cows that they're raising beef and selling raw milk shares and their herd sire up until 2021 I believe for three years was Sonny who was uh, three quarters Normand son of our cow Simone so that's kind of cool 
and they are going to use a home-raised bull, so one of their own, doing a little bit of line breeding for the next two years, but they want to start looking toward the next the next bull after that. So the next bull after that will be Montu, unless they've changed their mind. Um, but it seemed like they were pretty certain as long as he was a two acres. So, and I think he looks great. Continue with my timeline. I then ate supper with my family, went outside, and started feeding cows. And that brings you to today. So that was, or to, to now. So so that that was my day. Just a, kind of a day of doing doing work. Doing the work that I planned, that I set out to do. Uh, which should not be exciting, but it's, uh, it's a rare thing for me to make a plan and say, this is what I'm going to do today, and then to follow through with it and do it. So I'm pretty happy with myself, pretty pleased. So I'm all done feeding here, so I'm going to go drive the tractor back up, plug it in, feed the pigs, go in, make my tea, and go brush my teeth and go to sleep. I wish you all well.